Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. ESPN NBA insider Jay Williams joins Wolf and Luke to talk NBA and the Suns. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment. All right, supposed to be joined by ESPN's Jay Williams here waiting uh, on his call. Wolf, I am distracted now by the Indianapolis Colts press conference. I don't, I don't know how this is going to work out for them. They obviously have a lot of work to do, the Colts, just roster-wise and everything. But um, if this turns out to be some like storybook season for them coming up or in the next couple of years and they make a movie, I'm pretty sure Nick Cage is going to play Shane Steichen in the movie <laughs> based on what I'm seeing from this press conference. That's pretty good. Like They, they, could, definitely, they could definitely Steichen uh, Nick Cage up. Uh, so that's it. Cardinals now the last team to hire a coach. They are talking to Jonathan Gannon again today. I mean, originally, last week, there was talk out there that Tuesday would be the day they name a coach. Um, if it gets pushed to Wednesday at this point, who... You kind of feel like it is, though, don't you? I mean, it just kind of feels like it's going to be like this. If it's going to be this afternoon, doesn't it feel like it's going to be Gannon? Yeah, it does. You would imagine the second interview, and we all know how important the second interview is. Once again, you get past that first interview. Now, all of a sudden, you've got the second interview. They should have to do the second interview on the air. uh, What what did you not talk about yesterday? (laughs) Right? true. Back to back, you go first. I know you've never interviewed for a job, but if you interview for a job, and they're like, we're going to... We'll get back to you. But then they do, like, yeah. later that day. Like, hey, come back tomorrow. Right. That's usually a good sign they don't hate that you. Is a, that's a really good sign right there that they sat around the big rectangle without Jonathan Gannon at the table and said, you know what? I like that guy. I think we could actually work with that guy. I like his thoughts. I, I, I like his demeanor. We could work with that guy. And because of that, let's have him back for a second interview. It's got to be that. Um and if you're having them back, back-to-back days, you would imagine that bodes well. You you would think, yeah, that that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good sign that, I mean, he's already got a 50-50 chance. Uh, you would think that they're probably pretty interested in him. And look, the Combine's in two weeks. I mean, it's time now to get a coach. Like, I know everybody laughs and they joke, ah, ha, ha, it's been five weeks plus. Uh, and if you're a Cardinals fan, I get it, because that's really all you can do. You can either laugh or you can cry that it's been over five weeks. But... There's some truth to the idea of, come on, you don't want to be hiring your coach when the Colts are hiring their coach. You want to be hiring in the first wave of coaches where, and I know it sounds like they wanted Dan Quinn and that didn't work out. And that would have been probably ultimately my first choice too, setting Sean Payton aside. But now, I mean, we're not even that far from the draft. Like, let's let's get this going here. Yeah, you know, you have to bring up Dan Quinn. Sorry. <laughs> There's a guy. That's what up. I'm talking about, though, the, the defensive side of the ball, the separation that he'd have immediately, of course, with Kyler Murray. I think that's important. I like that. Also, Dan Quinn, an older coach. And when I say old, I don't mean over the hill. I'm not talking about he's 75. And if you're 75, I don't mean you're over the hill either, okay? I just mean in terms of actually being an NFL head coach, Dan Quinn in his 50s, I believe. Um, Yeah, you know what? Honestly, to me, I thought that was perfect. A great way to start because he also was an established head coach and a guy that knows a lot of coaches in this league. A lot of coaches. Even younger coaches. 
have coached for Dan Quinn. Yeah, and that's the situation where you were you were hoping would work out for the Cardinals, but he said, no, I'm going back to uh, Dallas. That was an eye-opener, how many connections Dan Quinn has around the league. Okay, here's the game we're going to play, all right? Because I've got the, the odds here for next year's Super Bowl winner. So this, oh, is, wow. this, is, this is the game that people tend to play this time of year. That I know you don't play, but I'm just going to play it, okay? okay. I'm going to start reading from the bottom of the list. All right, and at a certain point, when I get to a team where you're like, "Oh, that's interesting," just you tell me, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> you're already yawning. Yeah, I have yawning started my way through it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> here we go. So woke, okay. So I'm gonna set I'm gonna set the Cardinals aside here. Um, well, now I don't want to do it because Jay's calling in. So now, oh, now is he really? Oh, yeah, so okay. I'll, 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 what I'll, team were you going to mention first? I wasn't. Just I, I just wanted to see who you were going to say. Like, oh no, that team's interesting, and, and we're going to go with them. But uh, okay, we can cool. do that later on in the show. All right, Jay Williams joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, uh, thanks for the time. How's it going? I'm doing good. You know, seeing videos of KD out there warming up, starting to hoop again out there uh, makes you feel good about the direction of where everything's going, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. We've been talking about this this week because it's weird to see Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson play for somebody else because it doesn't feel like the Suns got anybody back in the trade yet. But even just seeing a little bit of footage of him dunking the ball a couple times in warm-ups, and it's just like, whoa. It, it still feels surreal, Jay. Look, I, I feel you. I want you to feel my pain, too, especially when Mikel Bridges comes to Brooklyn. And he's like, I love playing at MSG. You know, Barclays. And I was like, yeah, God, we're back here. This is where we are. <laughs> yeah, it is really difficult. We're going to get into it a little bit more on the Phoenix Suns, but I want to get your reaction to Super Bowl 57. What What are your thoughts on it, Jay? You know, well, if I, I state this. Like, you know, today we got into this whole conversation around dynasties and you know i get that dynasties dynastic being you know potentially means three right and the way we look at some of the best dynasties in football i i just i just feel like when i watch this chief's team as much as even a lot of people doubt it than this year they just find a way to win you know and the types of conversations we're having around andy reed patrick mahomes you know, what we're talking about, Beach, and their personnel decisions that they make as a franchise, uh, in the way we are in three Super Bowl appearances and two Super Bowl championships, and Tom Mahomes, two-time, you know, MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, a Hall of Famer coach, maybe one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen to catch the, coach the game. I, I don't know how you don't say this is the beginning of a dynasty. This is a dynasty to me, and I just, I respect it in sports. I don't think we get a chance to see a lot of it. Talking to Jay Williams, uh, Jay, I talked, told Wolf this the other or yesterday after watching the game. It felt like Philadelphia won the game, and then at the end, Kansas City won the game. And, and I can't tell if that's just a testament to how good Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, when they had to move the ball and they had to make plays, they were able to do it almost at will. But in the first half of that game, it felt like okay, Mahomes is hurt and they're down by ten, and one of their touchdowns was defensive. Like it felt like they were in trouble, and as it turns out, they just never were. I mean, I, look, that, that pass, and I talked to Kia about this on air because, you know, I was wondering if there was overwhelming evidence that would suggest that Devontae Smith didn't, you know, make that catch uh, on that late pass, uh, you know, before the half ended. I mean, that, that, that could change ultimately the complexity of the game, right? You go into that half, you know, being up 14 instead of going up 10, taking a field goal, and you're watching, you know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes be hurt on the side. Like, you just feel like the whole energy could have shifted on that play, but as you know, like well, sometimes plays change games, and that was a huge play that defined the game, along with 
you know, the fumble in the first half, too, and their defense not being able to stop Kadarius Tony on the 80-yard punt return. <laughs> so a lot of people, Jay, were talking about the quarterback matchup, of course. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Jalen Hurts. I, well, uh, I love that you sound so annoyed by that, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love you, it. Yeah, I but, love it. I love it. Yeah, but you know why, Jay? Because, you know, everybody, know, of course, they it. tend to focus on that's the only matchup in the game that really matters. <laughs> and well, that's why, that's why I love calling into your guys' show. <laughs> I'm always going to get a different opinion. You know what I mean? That's why I love it. Go yes, ahead. I, I'm just saying, Jalen Hurts, man, your thoughts on this kid and what we're going to see from him next year. Well, I just, I love when I see people that lead. Like, literally, like, you know, um, just the fact that at Alabama, he was the guy, then he didn't become the guy. Yeah. Two of became the guy. You know, Oklahoma, he gets him to, a, you know, a, an incredible height and feet but doesn't win the Heisman. Um, you know, second-round draft pick comes into the Carson Wentz situation. Just navigating fire after fire after fire. I, w- I would want a guy like that to lead my franchise. And the way he leads, if it's Nick Sirianni, you know, after that play that we just talked about with Devontae Smith, uh, telling the Kansas State defense to come down the field, come back this way, and he says, Coach, put your hand down. I'm like, oh, you're, you're the adult in the room. I, yeah. I like that. Like, it makes me feel confident on who he is as a player. I think, I think he deserves – Two hundred million guaranteed. Um, I hope. I hope they find a way to get it there because uh, I know they have a lot of other decisions they have to make from a cap perspective. But uh, I think he's worth every penny. Jay Williams, always great talking to you, man. Hopefully, next time uh, we do it, we'll be a little bit closer to Kevin Durant playing for the Suns. All right, guys, looking forward to it. All right, All right well, Jay. Thanks a lot. That's Jay Williams, co-host of Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, of course, on ESPN, joining us right there as he does each and every week. And we got to talk to him. It wasn't uh, last Tuesday, Wolf. We, I, we talked to him Tuesday. But we talked to him again on Thursday because the Kevin Durant trade had just happened the night slash morning of, of that day. And it was um, huge. Yeah, that was still <laughs> huge. <laughs> he's still right now. He, he's not even like a Suns fan. And he was like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe you guys pulled this off. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, this is like this weird time for if you're a Suns fan where you're just kind of like, all right, we got Kevin Durant. Now you were talking before, you're looking at the injury report, Kevin Durant's on the injury report. That's so like weird. Even that feels crazy. <laughs> Let's see, you've got Landry Shamet, you've got campaign. oh, Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, Kevin. Is that the what? same Kevin Durant? Oh, yeah, it That's is. That's incredible. Now we opener. need him to actually play. All right, we come back. Uh, why exactly is this Cardinals head coaching search taking so long? One NFL analyst shed some light on, on a possible reason, and uh, we'll react to that next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports later. Arizona Sports. Cardinals head coaching search. Update. 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 Well, the update at this point is that the Cardinals are the last team in the NFL looking for a head coach. The Colts hired Shane Steichen. As we say, I guess they've already done the introductory press conference and everything, Wolf, because I just saw him up there looking like Shane Steichen. Boy, let's hope they have the exact same success as when they were the last team to hire a coach when they hired Bruce Arians. Yeah. Let's hope they uh, have the same success. That that would be ideal. I don't think this is necessarily the recipe to follow, even if it does work. But I guess if it does work, you're not looking for a coach for a while anyway, hopefully. Uh, Albert Breer had an interesting piece up on Sports Illustrated yesterday because I think a lot of us look at this coaching search and we're like, okay, it's either either team, either guys don't want to come here 
You know, the, the top guys don't want to come here because they like the gigs they already have, like Sean Payton going to Denver or Dan Quinn going back to Dallas. Yep. Is that thought? Uh, are the Cardinals overthinking this and trying to outsmart everybody? And instead of established guy, we want a first-year guy because we're going to be smarter than everybody else. Is it that? Uh, is the fact that we're hosting the Super Bowl or we're hosting the Super Bowl, that, that did that cut into it? Because there's a lot going on, and you also were just bringing in a brand-new GM. There's all these different thoughts for why this might take as long as it has, okay? And I think we would all agree, and I think the Cardinals would agree, Again, ideally, you don't want it to take this long. But Albert Breer on Sports Illustrated put together another, I don't even want to say theory. It's just a possible explanation as to why um, maybe this coaching search has gone on as long as it has. And so I'm not going to read you the whole story, but there's a couple quotes that are worth looking at. It says, um, says, over the summer, new Arizona GM Monty Austin Fort came up with a list of 10 to 12 coaches that he'd want to get to know so he'd have a solid list to work from in case he landed a GM job after the season. So again, this is all the way back in like June and July. That's vision. Yeah. That's having vision right there from Monty. Uh, Three guys on that list wound up impressing him. Brian Callahan, Aaron Glenn, and Jonathan Gannon, who for his part showed Austin Ford he had the sort of it factor needed to become a head coach in the NFL. The twist, again, because of the rules, was Austin Ford would have to wait on him. And then he goes in, he talks uh, a little bit later on the story, says, I don't think Gannon to Arizona is completely done deal, but I do think things are trending that way, and that's because I know this hasn't been as haphazard as it might have looked, all of which makes me think that if things go well Monday and Gannon wants the job, there's a pretty decent chance he'll get it, and soon. So, Oh, their target has been Jonathan Gannon this whole time? Is that what Albert Breer is intimating? So everybody was joking about this for a while of, oh, you know, I can't wait till the Cardinals seven weeks in hire a guy and say, this is the guy we wanted all along. And and we're all going to laugh if they say that. But this is a little bit of a twist to it of Monty Ossenfort specifically maybe wanting Gannon, and he had to wait. And I don't know why they were so, you know, trying to be fly about it and not saying, yeah, we're going to talk to Jonathan Gannon when the Super Bowl ends. That didn't really come out until just a couple days ago. But either way, at least according to Albert Breer, there is some thoughts there that would indicate this is a guy that Monty Austin Ford's been interested in this whole time and just hasn't been able to hire him. So we really have not heard of Jonathan Gannon much before this last week, right? We really have not heard a lot of people talking about him. There were a few fans on Twitter that were like, this is the guy I was Yeah, once, right. But, but, I, but we haven't heard from the Cardinals about him. Yeah, yeah, haven't heard from the Cardinals, haven't heard from some sources out there as well that Jonathan Gannon was this hot name. It just has only been recently and when I say recently, I'm talking about, for me at least, seven to, to the last ten days, yeah. where I even saw his name started to be floated around in terms of the Arizona Cardinals search. That makes sense to me if, in fact, that is a target you want. <laughs> You're just not going to do it. Why would you do it? Why would you circulate a name out there? Why would you let anyone know that you're interested in interviewing Jonathan Gannon, if you're Monty Ossenfort, yeah. particularly? Well, and that's the thing. We don't know Monty Ossenfort. So when, when people are going to say, oh, same old Cardinals, here they go again. It's, but Ossenfort's influence on this is the X factor. We don't know him. He hasn't been the GM here. Right, but before. would you want somebody to go, oh, shit, right, Jonathan Gannon. Well, no, Why don't we interview him? I'm agreeing with you. Like, yeah, exactly. that, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it, it's easy. 
I just keep coming back to whenever they hire a coach, they're going to say, hey, this is the guy we wanted all along, and it's going to be like, come on, seriously? But <laughs> What if it was, though? Well, but the twist to it I, that I will grant you is if Monty Austinfort was like, I want this guy, or at least I think, like he's on my very short list, Yeah, but I don't want to throw his name out there, and then Denver goes and takes him to be like their special teams, like the guy who puts the T out there on the field or something. Or his defensive coordinator yeah. at that point in time. So... It, it would. There is a path where it would make sense if Monty Ossenfort specifically had Jonathan Gannon on his very short list and knew he wouldn't be able to really do anything until this week. Why would you throw his name out there a lot? Yeah, no, you, you would not do that. Uh, that's a very interesting morsel from Albert Breer. Mm-hmm. Very interesting right there. Um, also, news came down based on earnings. Jim Caldwell is actually going to be the assistant head coach. Is that what it is? Uh, and the offensive. Yeah, Jim called senior well, advisor, senior advisor um, to Frank Reich, of course, and the Carolina Panthers right now. That's surprising because Jim Caldwell, let it be known, he was not going to take any position, any position that was not a head coach. Interesting. Yeah, that's, um, that's a weird one. But I, I guess if you're Jim Caldwell... And I've never understood why he lost his job in Detroit because he got the Lions to the playoffs. I got, let that sink in for a second. He got the Detroit Lions to the NFL playoffs. Yeah. And this was back before there were seven teams, and then he was just gone like a year later. But see, what it makes me think, we're talking about Monty Ossenfords, of course, and Jonathan Gannon, and the fact that Monty Ossenford has had a thing for Jonathan Gannon as a possible head coach um, since before he even became the general manager for the Arizona Cardinals. You have to wonder um, if there was not some some type of agreement between Jim Caldwell and Frank Wright. There was yeah. some type of agreement that was on the table right now so Caldwell could say with certitude, I, I am not going to take any coordinator job anywhere. If I get a head job, I'll consider that. But I'm not going to take a coordinator job because I've already got a job with Frank Reich if he gets a game. Because, yeah, that's true. And that is, honestly, that's the stuff that you can't, stuff can get speculated about over and over again. But those are the way, way, way behind the scenes, just two guys talking of like, hey, Frank, if you end up getting a head coaching job in you know February, take me on as the senior advisor or whatever. Or, or he calls Jim and is like, if you don't get something else, you have this job. It makes me think. It makes me wonder. Did Monty Ossenfort have any type of conversation with John, Jonathan Gannon earlier? Before Monty even became a general manager, just their paths crossing. I don't know where they could have crossed, but the grapevine is vast and varied in the NFL. Well, that was the most interesting part of the story to me is that their paths did cross last summer. And that's where... He at least was like... I mean, they make contact and have a conversation. You talk about foresight. If, if you're Monty Austin Ford, hey, if I ever become GM, that's a guy I'm going to call. And then he becomes GM five late, months later or whatever. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, the Suns have put their focus on not skipping steps now, assuming nothing is given, even though they have Kevin Durant. What does this all mean? We'll explain next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back. It is Wolf and Luke on this very cloudy Tuesday. Why? Well, I feel like when you give the weather and the day, you have to do it in like a radio voice. Wolf, you have a good radio voice. 
Um, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people I cannot tell you based on it. How many and people not willing up, to play alone. No, how many, how many people actually come up to me and say, you know what, I, 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 it's not the things you say, it's how you say it that drives me crazy. So, well, I guess that's better. Yeah. Control what you can control. Right, I exactly. Know. I thought you were going to break out the like, hey, it's 1134 on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> it's a little cloudy outside. It looks like about 35 degrees. Luke, are you barfing on the air? But you, see, you did it. You have one. Uh, all right, let's get to the Suns. Enough of this nonsense. We have a team that's a title contender in town. And we have uh, Monty Williams talking about, uh, look, okay, just because you got Kevin Durant doesn't mean they're going to hand you the trophy. You do actually still have to play these final 24 games and go through the playoffs. And so uh, he talked about a text he got from Greg Popovich. We know that we have a lot of work to do. And for me, it's just a step-by-step process. Uh, I got a text message from Coach Pop, and he just said, don't skip steps. You know, and that's something that he taught us a long time ago, and that's something that I'm going to lean on. Man, I love that right there, right? You get a text from Greg Popovich. Uh, are you going to read that text? Yeah, you know, gonna... some people you get a text, you're like, ah, I'll just look at it later. <laughs> right. Greg Popovich, you're probably, you're looking just to see what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. Man, that is that is great advice as well. You get somebody like Kevin Durant. What do you think immediately? You think, man, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. You got Chris Paul, he's a facilitator. <laughs> you got DeAndre Ayton. He'll even have guy. a fifth starter, and is who cares? That, that paint's going to be real clean and maybe you could dump it in and I mean you start thinking this is this team's so good look I look the fact that you got a guy like Greg Popovich saying to Monty Williams don't skip steps you know how big that is Luke that's huge that is great advice that's fundamental advice yeah. don't don't take the easy way and just think, we'll let our talent take over and win games. That's what's going to happen. Well, no, you got to fundamentally, you've got to work from the ground up and work Kevin Durant into your schemes from the ground up. That would be really easy to do, too, right? you got 24 games left. This trade was not made to improve your team. This trade was made to win at least one title. And it's not like I think the clock is ticking on this team. Kevin Durant will still be great next year. Kevin Durant will still be great in two years. But by the end of this uh, deal that he's on, he'll be about to turn 38, right? Okay. Chris Paul, we don't know how long he's going to be effective. We got to see him stay on the floor in the playoffs. I'm just saying it's not like uh, it's the opportunity that's in front of you right now is kind of the only one you're guaranteed. I mean, you traded for Kevin Durant for beyond this year, so you're going to have guys, but I don't know that you can guarantee any of them are going to be better than the one right now. Now, they might be the same level. You might win a couple championships, but where you're going to get into trouble is being like, all right, let's go win the championship in KD's first game next week or whenever it is. Like You, you can't do that. And you've got these 24 games to kind of get everybody where they need to go, and they... They do need to figure out who their fifth starter is going to be or who, what the rotation is going to look like. And that's why on some level I do think it's important to even tonight's game. Yeah, there's no KD. But Darius Baisley is going to play. Yeah. Sounds like TJ Warren's going to play. Yeah. I mean, Monty's got to figure out his rotations and his bench because yeah. this team's completely different than it was a week and a half ago. I know. No, and that is so cool. It, it, is, it is totally different. But I love the advice, once again, of not stip- not skipping any steps here because it would be so easy. Guess who's watching, ladies and gentlemen? 
It's not just us. We're not just watching to see what happens with Monty Williams and what he does with Kevin Durant. And it's not just us. It's the guys that are inside that locker room, man. The guys that are inside that locker room, the guys that are the teammates of Kevin Durant, they all know Kevin Durant. They all know who he is. They all know the legend of Kevin Durant, whether they've had personal experience with him or not, whether it's just been professionally on the floor or otherwise. It's great. It really doesn't matter what. You, you can't see the audio, and you're setting it up perfectly. Are you serious? Yeah, so here, here's Devin Booker. From like a half hour ago, talking about what has stuck out to him about Kevin Durant being in the building. I mean, it's just just something that you got to be around. You know, it's a feeling when you're around greatness, when you're around one of the best to ever do it. You know, it's just a you know, it's a different look, it's a different feel. You know, kind of hard to put to words, but you know, I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. Book, we're excited you're here. <laughs> Can I just say that? Everybody's just excited. We are excited you are here, Devin Booker, and you are the team leader of the Phoenix Suns. And I say that, yes, I know Chris Paul is here. I know I know Kevin Durant is here. We're excited you're here, Book, because all of the smoldering, all of the competitiveness that you have, all the goodness, all of your talent, your two-way talent that you bring to the floor night in and night out, I think it only pales in comparison to the person you seem to be, dude. We are... We are blessed to have Devin Booker in this city. This is, uh, I think everybody would sign off on that. Um, this is more, this is a fun game. You say stuff, and I just match the audio as it's coming to me to what you're saying. This is Devin Booker talking about the uh, leadership hierarchy. Uh, we don't have no hierarchy. That's, that's the thing about it. You know, you have Chris Paul, one of the greatest leaders of all time. You have Coach Monty, you have James Jones right here. You know, we have guys that are all on the you know, the same same plan and the same blueprint, you know, trying to get where we're trying to go. So, you know, I think we all have different type of leading styles, which is the great thing about leadership is it comes in many different forms. And, you know, I think all of our games and, you know, our mindsets complement each other very well. It's a nice mix, Man. right? Because Durant's got rings and Damian Lee won one last year. But other than that, you still have... Your primary players are guys that that have never won a title, so they're not gonna just take for granted that they. Devin Booker's not taking anything for granted, probably yes. his entire career, yeah. but especially until he gets his first ring. Yeah, and all I can hear as you're playing these cuts right now is "Don't skip steps." Yeah, Greg Popovich texting to Monty Williams right now. Don't just don't assume that everything's gonna go well. Don't assume that everything's gonna be great. Teach him who you are. Let. Kevin Durant come in and know exactly these are the schemes that we love to run here. These are these are what we value. Of course, you're going to adjust it to Kevin Durant, but this is how we play defense here. Don't skip steps just because of the talent that is out on the floor right now. Keep it simple. The fundamentals of the game. Let them know you're big on the fundamentals of the game. I love that pop. That is great There's advice. One more from Booker, real quick. Hundred um, percent. You know, we kind of had the same same approach. You know, with the team before the trade. Uh, once you get a taste of you know finals experience and and having that under your belt, you know that's all that you want. So you know, we we have one goal. You know, we know it's not going to be easy to get there, but you know, we feel we have the talent, we have the the mindset, um, and everything it takes right here in this game. Playoffs are going to be. A lot of fun. 
because you have a team that two years ago probably went further than most people expected, right? Yeah. And then the same team last year didn't go nearly as far as anybody expected. You don't typically get that, really. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's never happened before, but you, you can even hear it with like national analysis of this team earlier this year. Well, how do we know what they can do in the playoffs after what happened last year? Well, because the year before they won three playoff series. This is not a team that just burst onto the scene last year in the regular season and then melted down in the playoffs. They had been to the finals the year before and then melted down in the playoffs. Exactly right. And now this year, what are people saying about the Suns now? Yeah, what's done? it's been a complete 180 from where it was a week ago at this time. What are they saying? A the week, favorites. The favorites. The favorites out of the West, at least. Don't skip stops. Um, we come back, we'll get into football. We'll get some more Devin Booker cuts throughout the show. He had, he's got some good ones today. Uh, where will Derek Carr play next season? We're going to go through the latest stories around the league next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, there's going to be a quarterback carousel. There always is, and especially in recent years, it seems to be huge. Derek Carr is, I don't believe he's technically a free agent yet, Wolf. I believe that happens at 4 o'clock Eastern time. But the Raiders had to part ways with him. Otherwise, they had to give him like $33 million or something. So he is um, he is about to become a free agent. Ian Rappaport says the veteran won't be in a rush to sign. He's already visited the Saints, who are still in the mix. Don't be surprised if more visits follow before a decision. He's wow, an interesting is... quarterback. Because two years ago, he, was, he dragged that team through a miserable season. And now he's almost like a afterthought. Yeah. Um, boy, you know what's incredible about it, too? Um, the Raiders were in the top third of the league in passing yards per game and passing yards per play. You know, I mean, it's Derek Carr has had success throwing the football in the National Football League. He hasn't always won, <laughs> but there are other quarterbacks in the league that have kind of followed that path as well. Isn't that right, Kirk Cousins? Derek Carr, quarterback, Fresno State. Here are the three things you need to know about Derek Carr. Carr is the younger brother of former number one overall pick David Carr, also from Fresno State. Has a quick, strong delivery and can throw a great deep ball when his mechanics are sound. Carr exudes outstanding leadership qualities and is very durable, having made all 39 starts over his last three seasons. Well, there it is, courtesy of Paul Calvisi, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Paulie? Um, the problem, of course, with Derek Carr has been the fact that he has turned the ball over a lot. And interceptions will get you, and Derek Carr has thrown a lot. They were number 28 in the interception rate this past season, and that always has been the Achilles heel with Derek Carr. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, he, he might be going down that path of Kirk Cousins or Philip Rivers. Really seems to be down that path, like a really good quarterback. But, I mean, there were people I remember, and, and look, 
the predictions sometimes get crazy at the start of the season, but there were people doing their bold prediction pieces at the start of the year saying, hey, Derek Carr, like dark horse for MVP. Because he was coming off a really good year and he was adding Devontae Adams, who's not only a, a great receiver, but, you know, somebody he was college teammates with, those two, that was a big deal coming into the season, how much they like each other. Um, and now he's looking for a team and... and it is weird. The perception is like if if New Orleans went out and got Derek Carr tomorrow, wouldn't you be like, okay, New Orleans in that division, maybe they could, uh, maybe they can make the playoffs. They're not going to do anything when they get there. It's just it's weird how he's kind of slipped into that part of his career. Although I was looking at this yesterday, current starting quarterbacks who have actually won the Super Bowl, it's Mahomes twice, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. That's it. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah. it. So it's not like all these other quarterbacks have a bunch of Super Bowl wins. Luke, I, I think there's going to be some teams that will surprise some people in regard to sniffing around Derek Carr. I do. Everybody thought it was going to be the Jets, and now I think that's probably that makes a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, but again, I think there are going to be some teams out there where we may look and think, why, why would you be looking at Derek Carr? You've already got a quarterback that is considered to be okay, good, strong, maybe. I think we got to watch this to see how this goes with Derek Carr. Because I don't think it's just going to be the dregs of the league that are going to be looking at Derek Carr. I yeah. don't. We'll see. No, yeah, I think you might be right. And it, it also raises the question, not that Derek Carr is the answer to this question, but, you know, at what point do the Cardinals have to get on the quarterback carousel and get somebody just in case Kyler doesn't play the first couple months of the season? Or do they not get anybody? You know, it's not going to be a Derek Carr. But going to be somebody, I would assume. I, you can't go into the season with just Colt McCoy and an injured Kyler Murray. Yeah. not know, I mean, you don't know yet, but not knowing how long he might be out. I think the first domino to fall is the uh, Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat, which I believe is supposed to start like today, isn't it? I have no idea. You're not, keep, you're not you, monitoring his darkness or I was just going to say, oh my goodness. I can't even believe he's doing that. <laughs> Can you really not believe I, it? Yeah, I can't. Like, four days of darkness. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. And then I assume he's going to come out of it and be like, I need to go play for the New York Jets. Four days of darkness. Could you do that, ladies and gentlemen? Right now, I could not. Can he have his phone on or it's no? not even a question. I, I'm getting into day one. Okay, day two. Day two. And I'm swinging. <laughs> Where's Wolf? Uh, he's over there and don't let him there's, out. There's no way in the world. I am banging on that door. You are letting me out of here now. All right, uh, Eric Bieniemy is uh, is not going to be getting a head coaching job because the only job open now is the Cardinals, and it sounds well. I shouldn't. I'm not going to rule anything out, but it sounds like it's Jonathan Gannon or Lou Anarumo. Here's Herm Edwards yesterday. He's going to be afforded this opportunity now to go out on his own, and I think it's time. Now he could sit there and wait for Andy to retire and probably get the job, but I think he's at a point now in his career he's going to go out on his own and run his offense, which will be good. Which would be very good. Because then people can't say, well, Andy's kind of calling the plays and they're co-coordinating it. He's going to be on his own now. He's going to be the OC somewhere. 
And then eventually he gets that going and he'll become a head coach. And that's what you're hoping for because he deserves a shot. Are you all right over there? <laughs> Everybody else is just like, oh, yeah, Wolf's laughing hysterically. He's fine. <laughs> I don't even know what you're laughing at now. I think this is this still about the dark district. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, now I'm laughing. I don't even know why I used to I'm know laughing. This dude, I used to know this dude. He'd go into the bathroom, man, and he'd say to all of us, "I don't care what you hear from me. I don't care what I say on the other side of this door. Whatever you do, do not, do not let me out of here." I don't know where to go. Command and control is just totally unfazed by you two. They're just back there cutting sound. Oh yeah, Wolf. He's totally I'm so fun. sorry that all that the oh. thing was here in Rogers' four days of darkness. Yeah. Like. Yep. There you go. Is, <laughs> we should do. We should try to do the show. We should oh, try to do man. one segment in darkness. You think I'm we sorry. can do it? That, that felt good. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're here for you. That was a church laugh right there, based on I'm sorry. Do you have something else? You wanted to say. Well, yeah, I have two very important things. One, don't you think we should do one segment of the show in darkness and see okay. what that does for the clarity of the show? Yeah, let's do that, man. And two, okay. Herm Edwards, while it's still weird to hear him talking NFL when he's not that far removed from being ASU's head coach, uh, kind of just said what you were saying yesterday about Eric Bieniemy of he's going to have to go out on his own to get a, yes. a head coaching job. Because he's not, it, it's not happening again this year. And, and I don't think Andy Reid, I'd never even heard that as speculation until after the Super Bowl. I, I don't think Andy Reid's retiring anytime soon, do you? No, I don't either. I don't either, man. And because of it, again, I think Eric Bieniemy knows, and I think Andy Reid knows. It's like, how in the world are the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, right now, who just won it, how in the world are they going to let their offensive coordinator walk away because his contract expired? <laughs> well, there's nothing. You could always resign him to that contract, couldn't you? Good. Why are they doing it? Why, why is everyone like, okay, this is this is the end for yeah, Eric the This is totally normal. This is it. Why? Arizona Sports. Oh, my Breaking go. news. What a section. Here we go, guys. We asked if today was going to be the day, and oh. it looks like today is going to be the day. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Cardinals are targeting Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. And there Adam Schefter says they're finalizing a deal with the former Eagles DC. There it is. The well, well, well. Interview. well, well, well. The second interview, we all thought it was a little suspicious, you know, back to back. Well, you talked to him just yesterday. Why would you just feel like you had to talk to him today? Well, because maybe we're going to sign him. You don't to a contract. typically have a second interview right after a first interview unless you really like the person you're interviewing. Think about that right now. Let that settle in, Basinonians. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles is now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. They're targeting him, but yes. Oh, but they're, no, they're finalizing, finalizing a deal. Yes, finalizing they, they, a deal. This, this thing has gone on for five plus okay. weeks Adam until Schefter, his name is signed. I, will, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, Adam Schefter just said the last head coach vacancy has been filled. Oh, okay. Well, okay. There, go. there so, it is. 
I wonder if people are happy about this. Okay. Look, it was breaking news. It wasn't breaking speculation. It was breaking news. Five and a half weeks of breaking speculation. Right, exactly. This was not that. No, this is it. This is breaking news. Jonathan Gannon is here. This is it, right here, right, Mal? Command and control. (laughs) Yeah, because you ruined Lou. Okay, I did. (laughs) Oh, Lou, I feel bad. Poor Lou. Literally. The Arizona Cardinals have a head coach. Let's go. Every name you put your support behind. Did not get the job. Coming every, up next. Every one of them. Well, and there were a lot of them. Uh, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day. Hey, I bet I know what the first one is with Wolf and Down Your Lunch next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.